Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every Monday I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new, then take a second to subscribe through your player app. And while you're listening, join our Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. Hi there and welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. And this week, drum roll, I'm really excited because I'm speaking to a fellow introvert, Fifi Mason. Mason, did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. The, the, the reason I'm hesitating is where I come from, it's Mason. But it's Fifi Mason and you are a personal brand strategist for introverts. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Bob. Um, yes, I am a, a personal brand coach um, and visibility coach for introvert entrepreneurs. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the right place. By <laughs> <laughs> I have a good introvert joke. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. What is the difference between an introverted developer and an extroverted developer? And by developer, for those who don't know, I'm talking computer programmer. Oh, I have no idea. The extroverted developer looks at your shoes when he's talking to you. Okay. Okay, so this kind of sets the tone from my podcast and I apologize. But I can get away with it because I am an introvert. It's caused me huge problems for large sections of my life. And really, I guess it's only in the last six years, I would say, that I've found my way beyond it and really taken a bit of ownership over it. I think this is something I've been thinking about a lot in the run-up to this interview that a lot of people, particularly in the personal brand space, think that you need to be Gary Vaynerchuk or you need to be one of these extroverted alphas in order to get noticed. And it's just not true. But it's still something that I think persists in the sort of unconscious bias that we have, especially around the personal brand online space where... Visibility is everything. If you're a business owner in your local community, it's quite easy to gradually over time become known because you're quite good at something. But if you want to do it particularly online, you're going to have to be out front. There's no other way. So I'm really excited to speak to you about this and find out what you do, how you help people through this. Because trust me, people, you don't want to wait 30 years to get through this. So welcome to the show. For those people who don't know you maybe if you just start by telling us a little bit about who you are where you are and the kind of work you do and who you do it for yeah okay so um Fifi Mason I'm personal brand and visibility coach for introvert entrepreneurs um and I help them to to develop a personal brand that's in line with their personality and their energy to, to put themselves out there in a way that aligns with who they are, basically, um, and not feel like they have to be the gregarious, um, big personality in the room that's just not authentic, and that we can do it in a way that fits us. And, and just being authentic and knowing who we are is like the starting point, really. It's like, I, I kind of started on this as a as a journey of self-discovery. I didn't even know what personal branding was when I started figuring out what I was doing. And 
<clears throat> I I had this period of time, it was about a year after I started business, um, and I was a brand designer at the time, a brand of web designer, and I was just attracting these clients that didn't really fit. Um, they were probably coming to, mostly coming to me through referrals. Um, they just wanted stuff done. They didn't really want my input. I found I was doing a lot of work that I didn't enjoy doing. So I kind of had this like moment of what am I actually doing? Where am I going with my business? And I decided to to just take some time to figure out what my vision was and where I actually wanted to take things. So I'm working with a coach um, and learning lots of things and ended up going on this journey of self-discovery of figuring out who I am as a person. So figuring out my values, um, why I actually, who I wanted to help and why I wanted to help them and dig into the the deeper why of why of what I do. Um, and figuring out my messaging and all of this stuff like to get to a point where I was offering personal brand coaching um, for introverts and that's it was like a journey for myself Um, and now I take my clients through that in my programs and things like that. So one of the things with introverts is they're not all the same there's there's lots of different kinds of introverts and there's lots of additional things that people mistake as being an introvert and I'm curious to know what your perspective is on this so I have some notes here there's things like introversion and shyness are not the same thing there's modesty and vanity how much does that play into introversion how much of that sort of perceived shyness is actually vanity or modesty and for me it's always a bit of a confusing cloud of reasons why people don't step out of their comfort zone and into where people can actually see them. Something that you said there, trying to dig into your why, that sounds very simple, but it's a particularly introvert thing because there are lots of business owners I know who are very successful. They never think about the why. They're in business to make money. For me, and I'm hearing that from you as well, why you're doing it is almost much more important than what you're going to get paid. But that's not universal. I I used to get really confused about why other people didn't feel about vocation the way I did. It's just because they're built differently. So when you're talking about introvert, what's your definition of introvert? What are you looking for when you're looking at is this particular quiet, shy person? Or are they not quiet? Are they not shy? Are they just sort of built differently what's your definition of an introvert and a good fit introvert for the way you work so from my perspective um as you say that there is so many different forms of introversion um i think it always starts with you and uh, as a person figuring out your own introversion and what it means to you because it means something different to everyone um for the general kind of consensus of of most introverts now is that um introversion is not the same as shyness um and I know that myself because I was painfully shy when I was uh, a teenager 
so much so that I couldn't even walk past someone in the street without blushing like really badly and I constantly walked around with my head down and didn't give like look at anyone in the eyes or anything like that but when I finally started to kind of get past that and find my confidence and find find self-love and and develop self-esteem and things like that that's when I started to move into well actually I'm I'm an introvert and it and it took me a long time to figure out because I didn't even know what an introvert was when I came across it I was probably it was probably like five years ago maybe um and I didn't even really acknowledge what it meant to me at the time it wasn't until I started going on this self-discovery journey and realizing that a lot, lot of the struggles I'd had when it came to my business um, in that first year was because I, I felt I just didn't want to put myself out there in the, in the same way as others were because I didn't feel connected to it. And as you say, like your why becomes such an important thing. Um, and being an introvert, like, like we say, it could be so many different things for different people. So I know introverts that are very social. The, the only difference is that they they need a lot of downtime because they need that time to recover. And that's the main definition of an introvert nowadays, that someone who, they're not like afraid of being around people. They're not, they don't get anxiety around people. It's just that it's quite exhausting it's uh draining and we as introverts we need the time alone to to recover because that's how we re-energize whereas extroverts get their energy from other people and being around other people the other side of things is the way we think and i've seen this i've had so many discussions with introverts and um and how we we like internalize our thoughts, how we're very introspective um, and extroverts are more um, out, outgoing. They, they talk out loud to think about their thoughts and things like that. So there's like the flip side in that way. Bringing this round to personal branding then, I think being an introvert and shyness, they can often go hand in hand, but they don't always, as you described. And to the extroverts listening to this, I'm sorry. This may be not the podcast for you today. But if you're not an extrovert, stick around. So one thing that I experience a lot with the more introverted client is they push back against the idea of personal brand quite hard. And I'm talking about when they don't understand it. There's an instinctive, oh, I, I don't want to step out front. I just want my company to shine, my logo to be the front of everything. I don't even want my picture on my website. I don't care if people don't even know I work for this company. The company out front and my personality can hide in the background and let the company brand do the work. And yeah, on some levels that maybe looks like a good idea. But as you and I both know, personal brand can be a particularly powerful thing. So how do you explain to people, do you need to explain to people what benefits what superpowers a personal brand can afford you if you do invest in it if you do sort of decide okay this is somewhere I'm going to go how do you work through that with clients yeah so th- that that's very often what what you find with a lot of introverts or even maybe shy extroverts they, they don't want to 
be at the forefront. They don't want to be visible. Um, they just create a brand and they hide behind it. And the problem with that is that people nowadays, there's so many people, there's so many businesses out there that the only way to really stand out and and get clients tends to be through authentic connection and people actually getting to know you as a person and, and wanting to work with you. This personal branding tends to only tends to work really well for those that are either a service-based business, um, a coach or a consultant. They they are the person that that someone's gonna work with. And if you're hiding away and not letting people get to know you, you're going to find it really hard to get clients. And that's why personal branding and, and taking control of your how you're being perceived online and, and when you're not there, when you're not in the room, um, that's when that's when you can, well, taking control of it actually helps you to show like show what you're all about and um and do it in a way that's that aligns with you and not having to um feel like you do have to just be out there and always be visible like you, you can take you can take control and do it your own way and do it how how it fit, feels comfortable and that's what it's all about with my clients i'm i'm always there to tell them to help them to figure out how they want to do it themselves rather than deciding deciding to copy someone else um in in promoting themselves or doing the things that some people do like they might start thinking that they need to go live on facebook all the time and and that's just not who they are like it's helping them figure out their own way basically but i think when it comes to your personal brand you need to have that work initially to build the foundations of how you want to be perceived so you can feel comfortable in how you are putting yourself out there because when you know why you're doing it who you really are as a person and you feel more comfortable as a person and you have this message this the beliefs and what you stand for and and you're so certain in those things that when you do start putting yourself out there because you're so clear on it and it's something that you just believe in to your core that it stops you like holding yourself back as much as you might do and then it really is just figuring out what you are comfortable with and doing when you're putting yourself out there. Something you mentioned sort of right at the beginning was helping people actually understand what their value is because and I see this all the time. I see very capable, brilliant people who just don't know it. And because of that, they never really rise to the level of, of potential that I see they have. But even sometimes those people who have an innate sense of what their skills are, they haven't found a way to articulate it or to communicate it. And therefore the rest of the world doesn't see it. And particularly with introverts, and or people who are very shy there's the whole self-esteem issue as well and business is essentially a value exchange says i have something that's of value i need to identify the person who needs that value and we connect them and 
a transaction occurs. But if you don't understand what your value is and you can't articulate it, you can't become a beacon for that person who really, really needs what you have. So how do you work with people, particularly where they might there might be modesty at play, there might be they don't understand it, there might be a lot of confidence issues. At the end of the day, they have a zone of genius. How do you help them uncover and accept and appreciate and embrace that zone of genius? Uh, well, in my program, a personal branding program, I do I take them through what I have as the four P's framework um, or the inflow framework that I call it. And it's basically looking at your principles, which, as I mentioned, is like your values, what you stand for, what you believe in, your your why, the purpose behind what you do, and also touching on uh, like your strengths and your passions um, and just getting really clear on who you are as a person is the first thing to do. And then the second thing is to, is positioning. And that is understanding uh, like what makes you different and what you want to be known for. And I have some un- unique ways of, of, I suppose, thinking of niching um, and finding a niche and it's not always having to be known for working for a specific industry or um, doing a, ser- a specific service but you could be you can be known for um, for just what you believe in as well that can make you a that can be a differentiator um, if you stand for something, an example I use uh, quite often is I know a lady who's like the anti-diet planner or rebel, I think she's called, and she, she believes that the diet is is not the way to go. So she's kind of like against that, and her her kind of niche as such, her positioning is that she's against dieting, and that's what mm. she becomes known for. So that's positioning and then there's persona and that's when you start to work out how you're gonna go into put yourself out there and and share your message with the world how you get across the personality how you might say certain things um getting clear on your message and um and knowing what you're gonna say if you was to meet someone um at a networking event or if someone asks you that dreaded question what do you do um i i always have i have all of these kind of things that i can say that i've practiced and i've tweaked and i've made them perfect so i've got the right messaging and then what you take from your principles from like your values and your why and putting that into your messaging as well so so that you are not just someone who is providing a service you are providing a solution that you believe in um and that really comes across and that you see the person as a person who has more needs than than just the service that you provide and then the final one 
is um, in practice. So that is just taking everything and starting to put it out there in the world um, and having a plan of action on how you do that. As you might know, this show is supported by our sponsor, Agora Pulse. Now, you know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business, the accounts, the meetings, the never-ending inbox. And that's why I teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to amplifyme.agency forward slash Agora Pulse to score two months for free on me. Now, all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. I really like that four Ps. Was it four Ps or five Ps? Four Ps. Yeah, I've made lots of notes and there's definitely more than four Ps there. But that's my problem, not yours. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're talking about personal branding, branding, the old cliche goes, brand, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, for a lot of us, nobody's talking about us. So if you want to cultivate a personal brand, you need to want people to talk about you. And a lot of people, particularly the shy people, but introverts in general often think, oh God, I hope nobody's talking about me. (laughs) That's not working for you people. But in order for that to happen, in order for people to talk about you, you need to be showing up. You need to be having conversations, leading conversations, triggering conversations. That can happen one-to-one through networking events and meetings and things like that. But more traditionally, more commonly, and particularly over the period of the pandemic, these things have been happening online. And I think a lot of us introverts, we can get to the point where we're quite comfortable with a networking event because it's a set period of time we know what to expect we show up we take a deep breath we spend some time talking to people we breathe in again and we're out the door but when you're trying to do this online it's asking us to do things that are traditionally quite uncomfortable it's making videos it's podcast interviews it's being on summits it's demonstrating your expertise by being out front not in the back room when you're looking at building a personal brand that's in flow with you and your personality. How do you work with people to bring them to the place where they become comfortable with the idea of being visibility on that sort of higher level? Hmm. Um, Well, it all starts with uh, baby steps. After they, when they, when a client comes to me, I will firstly get them to figure out what their vision is because their vision of success or their vision for life and their business is always um, a starting point. And then once we know where they want to go with it, then we can work backwards from that and figure out how they need to start taking those little steps to start putting themselves out there. What works for introverts the best is, is preparation and systems and being able to do things repeatedly so that you get used to it you've got nothing that's kind of um gonna take you way out of your comfort zone all of a sudden everything's kind of predictable in a sense like you can prepare yourself for all of these things and that's generally what I help my clients do when I work with them one-to-one we we figure out where they want to go what they want to achieve um, and we we kind of think about how they can reach that goal, 
map out some some key things that they want to do and then we start working to them, towards them very slowly the main the main struggle that i find with my clients is is putting themselves out there on social media consistently that mm. tends to be the main problem and the problem there is because one they just haven't they don't know who they're talking to a lot of the time so that ties back into understanding your audience and doing the core work initially to know who you're talking to what you want to be known for and so that you know what to be putting out there and then once you know that it's really finding what you're comfortable in talking about and sharing as well and there's this this need for a lot of authenticity nowadays because you can constantly post about uh, valuable tips and advice and stuff that you know but eventually if no one really knows who you are as a person they're still not going to buy into what you do because there's so many other people that have that knowledge and that's why the personal brand is important because people need to understand who you are what you believe in and and what you're all about as a person and a lot of introverts find that really difficult to be um, to be open and show people things about their lives, talk about their lives. That's that's definitely a big struggle. And what I say in that instance again is like taking those little steps to really put yourself out there slowly. So I have this whole um, this whole guide around like it's called th- invisible to visible in thirty days, and it just takes you like step by step every day to just do one little thing that's. Um, not like not going to push you too far out of your comfort zone but but allow you to show a bit more of you so some of those posts could be like um here are three of my favorite things what is your favorite thing so you get some engagement there and a a few days later it might be here is a picture of me and my and, and my dog he's the best thing in the world and so so the the focus is on the dog not really you as a person because there's a lot of a lot of introverts or um find it really difficult to show pictures of themselves um and then when it gets to like video and lives and there's so many things that everyone thinks we should be doing but you can build up to them slowly you don't have to just dive into them and just start doing them it's building up to them slowly and, and making sure you're prepared and ways you can prepare Oh, um, I have notes for everything most of the time. If I was to go live on on Facebook, I have notes. Um, I use the format system, which is uh, what, why, how, and what if. Right. So I just go like through the what is it, why is it important, or why should you do it, how do you do it, and um, what if you don't do it. And that's kind of having a system or... And, and then preparing some bullet points so that I have that ready. So I'm not kind of trying to do things off the cuff, which is really difficult for introverts because we tend to need to think about things and want to think about things before we do stuff. I think there's a couple of things you said there. And one was having systems. And I know from 
my own experience as an introvert that if I don't understand the purpose of something within the context of a broader plan, it's not happening. And so actually having that plan, knowing who you're for and knowing what they want from you and who you want to be for them is fundamentally important because once you've got that, it's easy to make the commitments or easier to make the commitments to become the person that they need you to be in order for the value exchange to happen. But another thing you mentioned was the baby steps. And I remembered as you were talking, I worked in search and rescue for about 12 years and I was doing things like cliff rescue and flood rescue and sort of in and out of helicopters and things like that and recovering bodies from unfortunate circumstances. And I was reminded of how we train new people to do that. And the way it worked, you would never take somebody new and ask them, could you go pick that body up from the bottom of a cliff beat? They'd never do that. You'd have them stand at the top of the cliff and watch it happen. And then the next time they might hold a rope. And then maybe after about seven months, they might go down with somebody else after things are being cleaned up. And it was this general slow process of assimilation and desensitization. So that by the time it was your job, it wasn't actually that big a thing. And I remember how I became accustomed with the podcast, how I became accustomed to doing video. It was exactly the same. As the new guy, I was terrified, absolutely bricking it on my first podcast interview. It took me years to pluck up the courage to do video. Now I don't even think about it. And to go from being terrified to not even thinking about it, it only took me about two months of going through a slow desensitization process you talk about there. This is the same with live streaming. I'm still nervous with a live stream, but it only took me a couple of live streams to become comfortable with it. And so this desensitization is very easy to underestimate how high impact that is, how quickly it can work. We all kind of look at our own fears and anxieties and think that's just the way it is but it isn't you can you can overcome them using that sort of baby step process you've described yeah definitely and there's also um reframing techniques and things like that that you can use so one of my favorites is like say you were gonna post on social media and you had doubts about it and you were thinking well what are people going to think, what are people going to say, and you're just having worries. And the best reframing technique I have for that situation is um, is to ask yourself three questions. So the first one is, what is the worst that can happen? The second one is, what is the best thing that could happen? And then the third question is, what is most likely to happen? Yeah. And then what you tend to find is that the worst that can happen is, well, someone might say something negative. Um, they might have a go at you or it could be that, yeah, like you have a negative experience with someone. The best that could happen is you might actually get a client. That would be amazing from that one post to get someone messaged you and then become a client. And then the most likely to happen is you'll get a few comments and maybe a couple of reactions and that's what's going to happen like you start to think well the worst probably isn't going to happen if it does it's this I know what it is I'm prepared for it if the best was to happen that would be amazing you're kind of excited for that that's a possibility it gives you hope and then what is most likely to happen tends to be neither negative or positive in well it, it would still be positive i so 
I, I assume, but getting comments and getting likes and any kind of engagement is a good thing. So that would be most likely. So I guess what I'd like to dig into a little bit now is your own business, because I think we've spoken a lot about introverts and strategies for, in, for the introverts that might be listening. But how, how do you engage with your clients and how do they discover you and what's your content strategy looking like and how introverted is that and how have you overcome that what's your content journey been like I guess that's my question yeah okay so well when I first started out um it was very impersonal stuff um I had one picture that I would share and that was it I I I actually invested in getting some photographs done and only liked one of them so I only shared one picture and I think along the the journey of figuring out who I am in that self-discovery phase and really understanding personal branding and and that I had a passion for it, um, knowing who I want to work with. Along the way, I it just kind of clicked for me. It was like, I really understand who I'm talking to because I'm pretty much talking to myself. So my content started to, I just started being more open. I started to explain some of the situations I had, relating to people, finding that other people were just like, yeah, that's so me. And and then just getting to a point where I was regularly showing up consistently on one platform. And that's something that I wasn't doing before. I was trying to be everywhere. And that just doesn't work. I think, especially for an introvert, when you've got to think about your energy so much through the day, if you're dealing with clients, if you're dealing with people, and then you need to be on social media, and then you need to write a blog, and then you need to do this, like, you're just everywhere, and you need to be really considerate of your energy, and I find that focusing on one social media channel is the best way to to focus and and get to a point where you're being consistent and you can play around a little bit on other channels i i i go by the rule of uh, 90 10 which is i go by the rule of 90 10 which is uh by my favorite marketing duo andrew and pete and they they say to spend 90% of your time on one social channel and then 10% on another. And that's where you can test out new things and do new things. So which is your 90? My 90 is um, is LinkedIn. But I do have a Facebook group now and I am getting more invested in that. So I'm feeling like I'm getting to that point where LinkedIn is is good. I'm happy with what I'm doing on there and I want to focus on my group. I kind of expected you to say Facebook. I wasn't expecting LinkedIn. I like I like LinkedIn because you can talk about really serious things and everyone's like loves to get involved and share their opinions. Um so that's why I like it the the most. Mm-hmm. And so how do you engage clients? Uh, sort of what are the different ways that people can engage with you? So I have my Facebook group and and then from there you can join my email list which is the quietly influential extra and I also have uh, an annual 
virtual summit to um, to help introverts with their personal brand and there's lots of different speakers that come along to talk about topics from mindset to productivity and and all of that stuff so the next one for that is next year in March 2022 but also um, I have this new quiz which um, is all about figuring out who you are as an introvert entrepreneur um, and it's uh, it's called the what is your introvert entrepreneur type and it's based around the types of introvert that um, that Jonathan Cheek came up with in a recent in a in a study in 2010 and it's to help you figure out how your introversion shows up for you and what kind of what where you lean when it comes to your introversion so there's the uh, connective introvert who is someone who likes to be around people or at least one person and and have a deep conversation and meaningful conversations um, but they just find it draining so they need time after that to kind of recover and then you've got the creative introvert entrepreneur and they are the ones that are um, always thinking up new ideas constantly um, doing creative things and um, and and sometimes find that they they get stuck in their heads a little bit because of all the ideas that they might have so a bit of a um, shiny object syndrome goes on and then there's the guarded introvert so they are um they are the ones that find some of the social more social uh activities a bit more um awkward they find it nervous they'll find they get nervous when it comes to talking to people uh more on the shy side of uh of, a, of an introvert and then there's finally the, the reserved and they are the ones that um they hold themselves back and they won't jump straight into something they need time to prepare and and observe um and they spend a, probably spend a lot of time planning before they do anything and they also find that they might get stuck in like analysis paralysis sometimes so they're the four types um and there is a quiz on my on my website if you go to hi.fifimason.com forward slash introvert dash types if it helps everyone i will put a link to that in the show notes so you don't have to listen to fifi you just go click on the link because it's quite a long yes (laughs) fifi if people want to connect with you how would you like them to do that um if, if they want to connect so you can you can reach out to me on on linkedin and you'll find me fifi mason or the fifi mason i haven't come across any other fifi masons so i think you'll find me i looked <laughs> um and i'm really my website I, I, as well so just um fifimason.com and when does registration open for the summit next year? Because the reason I'm asking is I've missed it twice. Yes. <laughs> Every time I come across your summit, it's just happened. And that was why this time I noticed, oh, I've just missed that summit again. I must get Fifi on the show that way. 
I'll remember it properly next yes. time. Yes. Oh, the next one, um, it, it opens three weeks before. So if you look out for it around the beginning of March next year, 2020, 2022. Um, and yeah, then you'll be able to join up. All right. Fifi Mason. Mason? <laughs> Fifi Mason, you have been an awesome guest. I've really enjoyed this a lot. I've learned a lot. I hope everybody listening has learned a lot. That introvert, being an introvert doesn't have to mean you sit at the back of the class from a personal branding perspective. You can probably find you have some significant advantages as an introvert. So Fifi Mason, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for I, having me. I need me. to ask you <laughs> one question before I let you go. I nearly forgot. What's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? Uh, well, yeah, five years ago, I was still working in industry and it would have been the time where I was struggling with burnout because I was um, putting in a lot of hours and I was already thinking, why don't I just work for myself? So this is, yeah, about five years ago, I would have been wanting to be right where I am now. And I think that's a great place to end because one of the things you talk about a lot on your website is being in flow and i think really that's what i want people to take away from this building your personal brand doesn't have to be full of friction and challenge if you find the flow and the flow really being what is the you that you're willing to invest in and then everything is easy so fifi thank you for being a great guest hopefully I'll speak to you again soon yeah thank you before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you.